tortoise. Hello, I'm Andrew and this is the Sensemaker from Tortoise. One story every day to make sense of the world. Today, the UN's annual climate summit has arrived in Dubai and one of the questions it will be trying to answer is who should pay the bill for climate disasters? That's after a short break. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mr. Majid, as you know, there is some anxiety about an oil executive being put in charge of a climate conference. What would you say to reassure people of the independence of COP28 from ADNOC? Our team is fully independent. We are very confident. Um... Hosting a climate change conference in a petrostate was always going to be controversial. Those fears looked justified this week after journalists at the Centre for Climate Reporting and the BBC revealed that the United Arab Emirates planned to use climate meetings for business talks to discuss fossil fuel deals. This is the hottest year in Earth's history. So while countries at COP28 will be arguing over how to bring emissions down, there's another fight taking place. How is the world going to deal with the impacts of climate change that are already with us? It's called loss and damage. And at its heart is a simple idea. The polluter should pay. Here's Mia Motley, Prime Minister of Barbados. I do believe that we have a moral and just cause. And it is up to us to work together to ensure that this effort and this journey will define us and define what is possible for the survival of the human race and for the protection of our planet. Countries need to prepare for a hotter and wetter world, with adaptation measures like preserving mangrove forests to protect against tropical storms. But at some point we'll reach the limit of adaptation and suffer major losses of human life, the disappearance of species and economic damage. The costs of that will run into billions of dollars as disasters like Storm Daniel become more frequent. Entire communities washed away into the sea when the river burst its banks. And this catastrophe was made far worse after two dams above the city failed, unleashing torrents of raging water. The survivors here have lost everything and everyone. Vulnerable countries say that rich Western nations, which are responsible for emitting the bulk of the gases causing climate change, are the ones who should pay. At last year's COP in Egypt, countries agreed to set up a fund for loss and damage. It was a breakthrough. But there's been a lot of disagreement since then about how it should operate and who should pay into it. For years, the US and other rich countries have resisted any idea that they might bear legal liability for the consequences of climate change. Let's clean up the planet in a way that gets buy-in from a lot of different people. This idea of 
ESG, uh, you know, paying climate reparations, whatever you want to call it, is not going to be helpful in my world. Next year is an election year in the US, and it's notable that President Joe Biden isn't attending COP this time after going to Sharm el-Sheikh last year and Glasgow before that. It's officially because he's focusing on other crises, but might also be a sign that he's worried about Republican attacks on his climate change agenda. And it's tricky to work out how exactly responsibilities should be split among countries that have a big carbon footprint. When the UN Climate Treaty was signed in 1992, this is the treaty that is the basis for all the COP talks, nations like China and Saudi Arabia were classed as developing. That means they are not expected to make financial contributions, even though both these countries are now very rich. And while the US is, by a long way, the biggest emitter of greenhouse gases in history, it's China that's currently the world's biggest emitter of carbon dioxide. We'll have more after the break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Some pretty tense talks about loss and damage were held in Abu Dhabi earlier this month. At one point, the US lead negotiator left the room as other countries were finalising the agreement. After a deal was struck, the US came back and asked for a proviso that contributions to the fund should be voluntary. That might mean the conversation shifts away from making countries pay to other ideas like global taxes on oil and gas companies or airlines. How do companies make $200 billion in profits in the last three months and not expect to contribute at least 10 cents in every dollar of profit to a loss and damage fund. But that's likely to be even trickier than making countries pay. Right now, governments everywhere are focused on keeping energy prices low and supplies stable. As the impacts of climate change are felt all around the world, developing countries like Barbados aren't going to give up. Our world, my friends, stands at a fork in the road, one no less significant than when the United Nations was formed in 1945. But then, the majority of our countries here did not exist. We exist now. The difference is we want to exist 100 years from now. Thank you for listening to The Sensemaker from Tortoise. This episode was written by climate editor Jeevan Vasagar and mixed by Matt Russell. And to get more reporting from Jeevan, you can sign up to our free daily Sensemaker newsletter by going to tortoisemedia.com forward slash Sensemaker or by clicking on the link in this episode's description. Tortoise. 
Tortoise News is where we make sense of the world, and over the next few weeks, it's the home of Tortoise's election coverage. Between now and polling day, you'll get special live episodes of the news meeting from across the country. John Curtis and Rachel Wolfe will discuss the latest polling and policies in Trendy, and Tortoise's Alexi Mostris and Patricia Clark have a brand new show called Could It Be True, where they'll examine questionable claims from the campaign trail. So, to make sense of the UK election, follow Tortoise News wherever you get your podcasts. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Jesse Cruikshank. Jesse Cruikshank. I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl. Let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. <laughs> 